0: do you want to go straight to the top president of blue moon detective agencies now where do you live wow this thing between us is really zipping along isn't it
1: Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is
2: about, you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy Award winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes.
1: We hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now, this is going to take several years, as you can imagine, so please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with creators, cast and crew to extend
2: your listening experience. That's right, and we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are, and even if you have some trivia to disclose. Our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com, and we will include you in our future episodes.
1: So stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it, Shauna?
2: I sure am. Well, Well, let's let's get get
1: started. Hello and welcome to Moonlighting the Podcast. We're talking about North by North DePesto. Yes, we are. Season 2, Episode 12. It first aired on the 21st of January 1986. It was directed by Christopher Hibbler. It was written by Deborah Frank, Carl Sauter and Glenn gordon Caron. The guest stars, Marshall Teague as Kyle, Douglas Warhit as Doug, Bill Marcus as the Bowling Alley Manager, John Durbin as one of the henchmen, Doug's henchmen, and Uh peter trencher as the cab driver okay A synopsis of the episode agnes is in a rut and is looking for some excitement in her life so maddie and david give her their tickets to a top industry banquet she meets a man who gives her a number to keep and that he will be back for it they meet up the next day for coffee only for him to be stabbed when she is called away to a phone call This leads to her involvement in an espionage operation, which sees her kidnapped and interrogated to find out where this number is. She manages to escape to a laundry and discovers that it is being used by spies to hide stolen plans. But the bad guys need the number, as it is the number of the laundry bag where the plans are being hidden. Her adventures lead her to conclude that she is happy with her life after all.
2: Yeah, a little deeper into the Agnes de Pesto character. North by North. Yeah.
1: So it's a reference to North by Northwest, the movie, obviously, mm-hmm. which yes. I've mentioned before in a previous episode. 1959 American spy thriller produced and directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Cary Grant and the lovely Eva Marie Saint, who is Maddie's mum, mm-hmm. and yes. James Mason. And the similarity is because it's a tale of mistaken identity with an innocent man. He's a New York um, advertising executive. He's pursued across the United States by agents of a mysterious organisation trying to prevent him from blocking their plan to smuggle microfilm out of the country, which contains government secrets. And he then falls for a woman whose loyalties he begins to doubt, who happens to be Eva Marie Saint. Great Mm. movie. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yes, classic. All right. The episode opens up in a very large laundry possibly from a hotel, I'm assuming, a man dressed up in overalls who clearly doesn't work there is looking for a specific number on one of the laundry bags, which happens to be 0012388. He finally finds it. However, he sees a man's feet below one of the bags and he decides to switch the bag number with 5557482, which just happens to look like a phone number. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is what's funny when Kyle looks and sees the man's feet below the bag he's actually looking straight ahead he's not looking down
2: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yes totally
1: anyway two men approach the man and tell him to go back to work but it's obvious that he doesn't work there they realize that he's actually switched the numbers because once he saw the guy's feet he switched the numbers so that they wouldn't know where the plans were but at this stage we don't know that their plans in the bag so that's pretty much the end of that
2: scene it only goes for two and a half minutes or so Next scene, Maddie is casually walking down the hall to Blue Moon and um, enters. And Agnes is very, very down. Maddie, you know, notices and asks if she's okay. And she says yes, but she's very, very, very depressed and has her head on the desk and just generally very un Agnes like. Usually she's pretty upbeat and pretty optimistic, but not today. She's not feeling like her Agnes self. Yeah. And she answers the phone with a very depressing rhyme. Mm -hmm, That's right. Yes. So we can chalk another rhyme up on the tally, but yeah, it is quite a depressing rhyme for Agnes. So Maddie is concerned, of course, you know, and she's become kind of a mentor to Agnes and she brings her in her office. Yeah. Because once she says, I don't give a damn, Maddie turns
1: back in the doorway of her office and gives her a greasy.
0: Blue Moon Detective Agency, if you're in trouble, if you're in a jam, don't tell me I don't give a damn. Mr. Pesto, would you step into my office?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, calls her into the office. And oh. that's when Agnes starts explaining that every day's Groundhog Day for her. It's a new year. She reviews her life every year. And Maddie mm. says, Well, that's a good thing. But she gets up at the same time,
2: catches the same bus, always gets a jelly donut, answers the same phone, mm-hmm. hers. Yeah, she's in a bit of a rut. And um, in the past, we've got glimpses into Agnes's life and dating, like in Next Up Murder and Tupperman a little bit. She's kind of trying to date um, that oddball who keeps calling and, and things like that. And she's confided in Maddie in the past. So yeah, Maddie brings into her office and is like, Want to tell me about it? and we just hear more about the rut that she's in and we get a little peek into Agnes's life like I didn't know she took the bus to work and she watches fortune at night she's in a rut right so she's bored she's down and it's kind of setting up the plot yeah and she
1: mentions Vanna White which I knew who Vanna White was from Wheel of Fortune but Pat Sajak I'd never heard of him so yeah I looked him up as well yeah okay he was the host
2: Host mm-hmm. and she turns the letters, yes, and they've been doing that together for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, and she even hates her name. What Depesto? No,
1: Agnes. You don't like de I even like DePesto? I love yeah. I love Agnes. <laughs> and Agnes has always wanted to be a Barbara or an Elaine. And yeah. it's funny, Maddie goes. I once knew a Barbara. She was. I a hate. Show.
2: And then she gets cut <laughs> off. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. There's another glimpse. Uh, Maddie seemed to have a lot of uh, wacky friends or fallouts with friends. Remember in knowing her, she talks about the friend that she told the truth to and
1: Joyce. You
2: know, yes. And they mm. weren't friends anymore. And then she had that weird friend at SRT that tried to blow him away with the laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> <Vivian>. <laughs> yeah. Vivian. And now Barbara, you know, and Maddie, she doesn't have good luck with men and she doesn't have good luck with friends. No. <laughs> So Maddie thinks, um, she thinks, and she thinks, and she thunk, and she thunk. (laughs) And and David enters. Yay.
1: Yeah. So Agnes leaves the office after she's knocked her head on the door, which leaves Maddie pondering for a moment about what to do with Agnes. Mm -hmm. And David walks in in his usual way, is saying he's bought his penguin suit. And there's great overlapping dialogue here with him saying that he doesn't want to go to the California Investigators Association Annual Banquet and Ball. Um, What a name. Yeah, what a name. She's talking about Agnes's problem. He's bought poker shoes, but I ain't doing no bunny hop. I know. Yeah, and the band playing Born in the USA on accordion.
0: Okay, picked up the penguin suit. I'm to be able to wake up every morning and know that every day was going to be exactly the
1: same as the day you had before. The
0: polka shoes, too, but I'm telling you right now, I ain't doing no bunny hunting. To hunt. know that every week is going to be exactly, exactly the, the same, same as every other week. Fatter wives and a band Ordering whose idea jelly is hot donut, is playing same Born bus. in the USA on the accordion. Answering the same Maddie, phone. I have a terrible confession to make. I, I, I don't want to No, where? Were you, Were you talking, talking to me? To me? What, what are you saying? You first. What were you talking about? The California Investigators Association annual banquet and ball. What are you talking about? Mr. Pesto. She's been acting very strangely.
2: Really? How can you tell? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. That's what I wrote. Overlapping dialogue. Uh, Maddie talking about doing the same thing day after day. David complaining about the people and the event. And um, he doesn't want to go, which, okay, fine. I know they got to set up the plot, but. David doesn't want to go and spend an evening all dressed up with Maddie.
1: Yeah. I mean, you would think that he would even just look forward, just being with her, forget about what's going on
2: around them. Oh, my gosh. I know. She's going to wear a sexy dress. He's wearing his tux. Like, I want to see them at the event. I don't want to see Agnes at the event, but, you know. No, that would have been nice to see them at the event. Yeah. Okay. It's fine, but, like, why wouldn't he want to spend the evening with Maddie all dressed mm. up? You know, Yeah, like you said, regardless of what's going on around them, but okay. And anyway, I actually think that it is important for them to go to the event, as she started to say in the beginning, because they are a new detective agency. They need to network, basically. Yes, exactly. So like, seems important that they should go. Yes. But then, okay, then Maddie has a broad idea because Agnes is so down in the dumps that maybe Agnes could go and maybe David could go with her. <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no.
0: Are you suggesting sending DePesto to this banquet? David, there'll be other banquets for us. But Agnes, how many banquets are in her future? All right, you convince me. I'll give DePesto my ticket and you can be your escort. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maddie, Maddie, we can't do that to Agnes.
1: (laughs) 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 She's probably got a case of UMS, ugly mood swings, a peculiar feminine disease. He's so bad, David. That's terrible. I I wrote here, is he talking about Sybil?
2: (laughs) Maybe. Somebody might be.
1: So he really doesn't want to go. Maddie says it's very important. And he says, important for what? It gives us the opportunity to fight in public. But what else?
0: Yeah. Now, the annual convention of white cheaters, that would be good for business. But other detectives?
2: (laughs) That's true. That is true. He always has a good point, and that's a good point.
0: The only thing that could liven up this shindig is a strip search demonstration with you as a volunteer.
2: And she says, (laughs) I love her look here. She looks at him as is like, oh, thank you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yes, it is. Oh,
1: I, yeah. Yeah. This is,
2: of course, it's a DePesto episode. It's pretty much the first real DePesto episode that we get, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And they do give us quite a bit of Maddie and David in it, more than other DePesto episodes to come. They're weaning us off, you know, a full episode of Maddie and David and on more of DePesto, so civil and Bruce can get a break, of course. But, you know, we do have some, at least some great scenes between Maddie and David, because this is a lot of, like, grabbing arm turning around it's all the the classic you know maddie and david things it's overlapping dialogue it's him blocking her way you know it's them disagreeing and him begging and yeah so
1: when he says are you suggesting sending de pesto to this banquet you know he's Mm -hmm. really excited that he says that it's you can tell it's obvious that she's not there when he says it like i know it's it's a single shot of him but the way he looks and the way he says it there's nobody there
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) right anyway I wonder when they filmed that. Do you think they filmed it? Do you think they even came in this week or do you think they came in for a day and filmed all of their scenes or do you think they filmed it at the end of the previous week so they could have the whole next week off? I'm just wondering.
1: All the stuff that they've done in this episode, I wouldn't think it would be one day. Yeah. You
2: would. don't think would- they did it
1: in the day? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. You're right. They could have done it the previous week, get it out the way and have the week off. But, um, yeah, but
2: – probably not there's a
1: fair bit of them in this episode even though they're only you know in small bits but the scenes that they're in the dialogue is very dense there's a lot of work put into it especially the timing of this scene where they're talking over each other is amazing
2: yeah love it it's true Yeah, at least we get that. You know, at least we get some Maddie and David. I think they knew that, you know, they had to give Sybil and Bruce a break, but they are trying to give us enough Maddie and David to keep people like interested and to keep people watching the episode in hopes of seeing more Maddie and David later. You know what I mean? And that was a
1: good way of having them at the beginning because then you see Agnes and then you're waiting and then you're waiting. (laughs) You know, you're thinking that they're going to come on any minute, but. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah, you're definitely waiting for them to come back and they do. You know, I, I think we get a fair amount. It's all in the office. They're never outside the office. So, yeah. But I agree. Maybe they filmed two days and then had three off or something, you know? Yeah.
1: So he tries to talk her out of it, saying, no, if I go with her, less chance of her finding another man. Then he blocks her way, as usual, as she's going to the door.
0: Angus has got to be free to network. Chit-chat, touch base, schmooze, knick-knack, give a dog a bone if she wants a guy to roll her home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Oh, I love it. If she wants a guy to roll her
2: home. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, David's very focused on Agnes. Let our little girl grow up. So they're doing the mother-father figure. Yes, they're doing the mom and dad shtick, which I love.
1: So he votes no to the chaperone and give her the keys to the car and let's yeah. forego the curfew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a very nice and fun.
1: And, of course, they both run to Agnes. They want to fight to get the big salad.
2: <laughs> oh, That's what I said, but David wants to take all the credit. He wants to take all the credit for it. Mr. Pesso, I just had an idea.
0: You got to get somebody to look at that throat, Maddie.
2: (laughs) And she, like, shoves him, you know what I mean? She, like, fully, and then he shoves her back. Oh, my God. How would you like to go to a
1: little soiree with a bunch of private dicks and their (laughs) jeans? I had an idea. Are you doing anything tonight?
0: She certainly is. She's going to the California Investigators Association Annual Banquet and Ball. I am. You (laughs) am. I love it.
2: Oh, it's yes. so good. I know. Yes. There's lots of good dialogue in there. Yeah. You got to give it
0: that.
2: You but know, poor
1: Agnes you know? is; she doesn't have a date, got nothing to wear, but Maddie knows otherwise. So she drags her out of the office. And, of course, David has to have the last word. With
0: Remember, no plunging necklines or patent leather shoes. <laughs> okay,
2: David. And we have a door slam. One door slam. There you go. Numero right. uno. Yes. I don't think we get too many in this one, but, uh, no. And then, uh, we get a little bit back with the plot, I guess, with the men and the airport and the guy and he's being chased and he hops in a van. This is how the plots are coming together. So he hops in a van at the airport randomly. Of course they follow him. And guess where that van is going?
0: The California investigators association annual banquet involved.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, it, who, you know, everyone's going to that thing. Okay. So Where's I have a here? question.
1: This is the part I do not understand. Kyle has just arrived on a plane from somewhere, yet he was in that laundry just before. Yeah.
2: So where the yeah. hell is he coming from? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make
1: sense to me. No.
2: This episode, like others, have there's some couple more goofs coming up. Um, it's got some plot holes <laughs> mm. um, and, and some goofs.
1: Unless they're doing this all over the country in different hotel laundries, that could be it. I'm not sure. But I just assumed it was the same
2: laundry. I that so. makes because they end up back there. And why would they end up back at a laundry? Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe, mm. yeah, we could come up with some explanation for it. But, yeah, I was thinking, too, like, why did he? And then he got in that weird. It was a weird van. It wasn't like a shuttle bus or something like that, you know, that he got mm. into. it. First, I wasn't even sure, like, what that was or where he was going. Or if he was supposed to get in that van or, yeah, it's just, there were lots of questions.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
1: Anyway, he arrives from God knows where and gets into a bus that happens to go to the banquet amazing
2: Mm -hmm. coincidence yes amazing coincidences going on here
1: and that's that so then the next scene is Maddie and Agnes at Maddie's house trying on dresses with a great song called come see about me by the Supremes yeah a great song which the Supremes recorded in 1964 for the Motown label The song became the third of five consecutively released Supreme songs to top the billboard pop singles chart in the United States. The others were Where Did Our Love Go, Baby Love, and Stop In The Name Of Love, and Back In My Arms.
2: Yes, Supremes. uh, Great. But you
1: know what, Shauna? The Supremes were not the first to record that song, which is surprising. And we're not the first to issue it as a single. That distinction fell to Nella Dodds, and mm-hmm. her version started selling, climbing to number 74 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts. But Motown Records quickly released the Supremes version as a single, which killed sales for Nella Dodds. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a bit Poor cheap. Nella
2: Poor Nella Dodds. I know. got a promotion or something, huh? Yeah.
1: Anyway, this song was perfect for this segment. Come see about me. Like Agnes is saying, come see about me. Yeah. I'm I'm looking good. Thank you for supporting us, Moonlighting fans. We hope you are enjoying our episodes. And if you feel so inclined, Shauna and I would be very appreciative if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts so that we know we're on track with our content and continue to provide you with a great experience.
2: So, yes, we're at Maddie's, come see about me, and now there are uh, multiple goofs in this next sequence of events.
1: Oh, okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me.
2: (laughs) First of all, what – Agnes is wearing at the office, she's now wearing a different outfit at Maddie's house. And I, I think we're to assume that they went directly to Maddie's house, right? That they didn't stop at Agnes's on the way or whatever, you know? Oh. But in the office, Agnes is wearing like a... a dress with a pink shawl. Yeah, pink shawl, like a purplish thing with a pink shawl. And then when she's at Maddie's house, she's wearing like a blue dress, kind of a baggy blue dress.
1: Um, wow, Sean I didn't notice that.
2: Yes. Okay. Mm, so um, okay. She, she's got an outfit on, Good pick then, but she's not the only one. Um, Maddie starts out. Okay. When Maddie's first showing Agnes, you know, the clothes and stuff, she's wearing the pink outfit that I think is the same outfit that she was wearing at the office. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe not could be different too. I'm not sure. And then in the scene where she's like putting perfume on her wrists and smelling it, she's got a purple outfit on. She's got a whole different outfit on.
1: Oh, I thought it was the same one. Really?
2: She goes from this pink outfit to a purple, like kind of blazer look. All right. Oh. And one more goof. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they filmed this whole sequence of events, but like, it, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog's breakfast. <laughs> it's a hot mess. Okay. So Maddie is, you know, she's showing Agnes dresses. Okay. Yes. I wrote it down. Let me remember how it goes. Okay. She shows Agnes a dress. And it's a purple dress with black sleeves. Yes. All right. She shows Agnes this dress twice. Okay. The first time Agnes says no. Agnes shakes her head no. And Maddie throws it on a pile of dresses and a whole different dress lands on the pile. It's not that dress that she just showed. Her. <laughs> oh, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then later... it. Yeah, that was so funny. You, you got to watch this whole sequence. No and, like, way.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't pay yeah. much attention to this scene,
2: actually. Uh, okay, okay. The second time she shows Agnes that same dress, and this time Agnes says yes, and Maddie looks at the dress and goes no. No. Oh.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, I didn't take too much notice. I, I noticed that the two dresses were similar. I just thought, oh, maybe this is a little bit different but I didn't go rewind to have a look at it oh my god that's
2: hilarious <laughs> yes there's so many problems with that scene it's just so funny it's I don't know so what crazy. they were doing yeah like I don't know maybe they came back and filmed something else with Agnes you know what I mean who knows who knows but that yeah. was you know, like, everything is wrong with that scene <laughs> Um, even though I like it it's cute of course it's like Maddie and Agnes at her house and you know of course they're like showing the differences between Maddie and Agnes which is like everything that Maddie puts on looks great Of course, that dress fits her. The hat looks, you know, perfect. Everything is just like big on Agnes. And she's like, that hat drowns her. She can't walk on the heels. Maddie can, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, Mm -hmm. just showing, you know, very much showing that Maddie's a model and Agnes is not. And I
1: really like how she shows her how to walk across the room and poor Agnes is stumbling with her stilettos. And the way that Maddie puts her hat on compared to how Agnes flips her hat up is hilarious. (laughs) I love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Some of the dresses, by the way, like in the example I said where it's a purple dress and then when Maddie throws it on the pile of clothes, a different dress lands there. Yeah. That's the black dress and it has like stars on top that um, Sybil wears in some of the promos for Moonlighting. Oh. We've seen some of these dresses um, in other ads and things like that are on Sybil. okay. Especially, you know, the one that Agnes chose to wear was in another episode.
1: Well, can I just say, Shauna, that you have totally stuffed up my stats now with the outfit changes. You're definitely better than me with them because I've written here that Maddie in the episode has had three outfit changes, which is clearly not correct. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that Agnes has four outfit changes. So I worked out that Agnes has more outfit changes than Maddie, which is crazy. Mm. When we get to the end, we'll work it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll look through again. But yeah, so lots of things going on there, but nonetheless, a cute scene. And, you know, Agnes is getting a full makeover with Maddie. You know, she's doing her hair. She's doing her nails. She's squeezing her brows, her lips, everything that works. That's and at the end of the day, she wears the same dress that Maddie wore in Money Talks, Maddie Walks and Buenos Aires. That's right. And Agnes looks
1: lovely. And Agnes has boobs. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Who knew?
0: Who knew?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, she does. She Yeah, she's showing the cleavage, she's got her hair all up and she's also probably wearing one of Maddie's furs. It's great how the music stops when Maddie says,
1: oh, Mr. Pesto, and then it starts again when it shows oh, yeah. Agnes from the bottom up.
2: It's awesome. Yes. It
0: oh, Mr. Pesto.
2: Yes, it's very cute. Love the Agnes and Maddie scenes. Anyway. Maddie sends Agnes off in her limo at some point and we get to the ball, this ball. And you know what? You know what's funny is, come on, this ball is not at all what David described. Everybody's partying, dancing and having a great time. It doesn't look stuffy. There's like hot women there and hot dresses shaking their booty and, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to go to this fun thing with Maddie? Looked like fun to me. Yeah, I didn't see any accordions. Everyone looked kind of like hot and fun. So I don't know. I don't
1: think he's a dinner dance person. He's more like a blues bar or a strip joint.
2: (laughs) Yes, but they've been to weddings before. They've been to, I
1: don't know. know. Oh, no. But, you know, the chance to be with Maddie, what the hell is wrong with you? Seriously. Yeah.
2: Nonetheless, yes. Um, No matter what it was.
1: But Agnes looks beautiful in the back seat, doesn't she?
2: Oh, yeah. She looks so cute. And yes. Poor Agnes, though. She has to go there by herself. But, okay, well, she's there to meet a man, and, and uh, turns out she meets one as soon as she walks in. Kyle gets off the bus, enters the venue. The henchmen have followed the bus. They block yeah. the road,
1: which causes havoc, which means Agnes has to walk from the limo to the banquet. So the first thing you see is shaking bums. Yes. Kyle uh-huh. trying to get away from the henchmen. Uh, he quickly grabs Agnes and asks her to dance. She's mesmerized straight away. And the music is Barry Manilow, Could It Be Magic. Great song.
0: hmm
1: Yep. Did you know that this song was inspired by Frederick Chopin's prelude in C minor? Oh, no. <laughs> That's what inspired him to write the song. No, he actually didn't write the song. It was Adrian Anderson, but music by Barry Manilow. But, yeah, it was interesting. The song was initially released in 1971, produced and co-written by Tony Orlando. Hmm. Oh. How great would it be to show up at a dinner dance like that and somebody asks you to dance as soon as you walked in? I know. <laughs> How good's that?
2: Yeah, that was, you know. And they try to add a little humor by she throws her fur off and it lands on two people, you know. When I saw that, I thought, gee, I hope she gets the fur back. That's Maddie's. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she well, we we don't know if she left with it. I guess she probably did.
1: So the mm. guys are still looking for Kyle while they're dancing. He asks her name and it's Elaine.
2: Yes, yeah, she's not
1: Agnes now. And asks her where she works so that he can contact her at a later time because he knows he's going to give her the, the number. And yep. I like how, honestly, this is a great scene for Agnes to get her first kiss. Kyle asks her, how long can you hold your breath? And she's like, you mean like in Scuba Dot? <laughs> how
0: long can you
2: hold your breath?
1: And he cuts her off, picks her up, and kisses her all the way to the exit. How gorgeous is that?
2: Yes, I know. She's all wrapped around him, and he kisses her and carries her out. And everybody, like, piles out of the ball. Well, this is happening. (laughs) Everyone's clapping for him. and Yes, it's very
1: convenient that everybody's clapping for them and surrounding them so that the henchman can't get him.
2: Yes. I know. Where was everyone going? Why was everybody leaving the ball? And and why is everybody so happy that they're kissing? (laughs) (laughs) that funny before
1: we go any further kyle is marshall teague and marshall teague is still working there's like five things in pre-production so he's still working god bless him um he's done over 130 films and tv shows he's retired u.s navy and former deputy sheriff of memphis
2: oh wow Hmm. memphis there's a tie to sid yeah he's a handsome (laughs) guy
1: He is very handsome. He still is, actually. I've got a picture of him here. Anyway, he played three different roles in Days of Our Lives. He did nine episodes Hmm. of that. But he's done a lot of movies, TV. Here's another link with Bruce. He was Colonel Davis in Armageddon, if anybody recognizes Uh him from that, 1998. Yeah, Criminal Minds, lots of other things. But, yeah, he's still working. So that's Marshall Teague.
2: Great. Very cool. A lot of these actors have a long life in the business, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's good. So we're back at Blue Moon the next morning, and Agnes is happy and humming, making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> her mood is really lifted after a night at the ball.
1: I love it when yeah. Agnes is happy.
2: Yeah, so that's nice to see Agnes back to her old self. And um, Maddie comes in, very excited to hear how it went.
0: So, how'd it go? Oh, Miss Hayes, it was nice. Only nice, huh? You meet somebody? Oh, boy, what a buddy. <laughs>
1: what a buddy. Was he nice? I think- Nicer than nice. At first, I thought he had made a mistake and meant to come up to somebody else. And then Aww. David walks in.
0: Morning, chillin'. What's the poop on the prom? <laughs>
1: Then they let him know that she met someone. No kidding. Facial hair and everything? That explains the smile. The smile?
0: Yeah, you should try it sometime. Perfect cure for UMS. UMS? Urgently missing sex.
2: (laughs) When he makes his UMS jokes, Maddie, you should tell him to stick it somewhere, Addison.
1: (laughs) That's what she should. In this case, Agnes is there and she's like, no, I'm not going to
2: react. One so, thing I really love about Maddie is how excited she's always genuinely excited for Agnes. She
1: is. Yeah. And that's why I love that, their scenes. The Maddie yes. and Agnes scenes are wonderful. And I wish there were know, more of they them. are.
2: Yes. I know. She's really, really always super, super excited for her. That's such a good Maddie trait. Yes. For her to be like so supportive and everything, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the phone rings and Agnes answers it. Then you hear a voice behind that says, Elaine, you see a gentleman come in the doorway. During her rhyme,
0: Blue take your vacancy Say your pooch hasn't yet come home. Called his name and bought him a new bone. Just give us a shot. Maybe they will find Spot. And- Elaine,
2: how you doing, Elaine?
0: Could you call back?
1: That's a point five again.
2: <laughs> oh no, we're back to point five.
1: Yeah, we're back to point five again. So one point five.
2: Let me yep. say something real quick about cool. uh, about Sybil's look. I thought she had a very My Fair David look here, and I think she's even wearing that same necklace that she wore in my fair David that sometimes comes unraveled oh is she oh I didn't notice that mm. I'm busy with Agnes yeah.
1: in this episode
2: <laughs> I know I know I know you are but you know me i got gonna be focused on my media I'm if uh, listeners don't know I'm not as into the the pesto episodes and stuff and I like Mr. Pesto but that's not what I'm here for so but that's why it's great great that Grace and I found each other because you love Agnes and you love the... Do you love all the DePesto episodes or some more than others? Oh, I love all the DePesto episodes. Okay. See, I don't. So, yep. and I'm sure the viewers are probably mixed on it too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like... Well, I'll be honest. Up until a few years ago, I, I didn't watch all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's understandable. I, just, I used because to totally skip them because I yeah. was pissed off every time they showed a DePesto later yeah. on. It's like, no, 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 no. I think in this case with Agnes, you either
1: don't like it or you do like it.
2: Yeah. And I really didn't like Another it back idea. in the day, but mostly because we were like traumatized because we had to wait so long to continue mm-hmm. the storyline and all of that. And, but that's okay. But this one's all right, you know, because there is Maddie and David in it. Anyway, that's why we're a good team. That's can really right. Appreciate we are others. the perfect
1: team, Shauna.
2: We are. It's really cute too, because he wants to take her to lunch really 9, early. yeah and she's like you want to meet my boss or something does she ask him if um he wants to meet maddie um, or, or does she ask him no he...
1: no you just suddenly see her running to maddie's office and slam the door shut so there's another okay. door slam so that's number three okay he's here who's here he's here who's here
0: he's here he's here him he wants to take me to lunch at a quarter after nine would it be okay Sure, it'd be okay. Can I meet him? Sure, you can meet him.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Maddie how they both to run him. to the door and slam into the door. Oh,
0: do me a favor. Call me Elaine.
2: Yeah, I know. It's so cute. It's uh, very cute, again, that Maddie wants to meet um, him, and he could care less. <laughs> he could care less about <laughs> Maddie.
1: Agnes goes, I'd like you to meet my employer. And he shakes hands with Maddie, then grabs Agnes's arm and says, we've really got to go. And Maddie's like, well, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Uh Likewise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's very dismissive. And here comes David. This is
1: where David appears out of nowhere. And he would have seen
2: Kyle leave. Yeah, I think so. He was walking up, like watching as they went.
1: Yeah, because there's room between the office and where he stood next to Maddie. Because he comes up and goes, "Mr.
2: Pesso, have you see my." And then uh, you see yeah, them leave. Yeah, with that. That, yeah, that. They're right there. They show them. You know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. I've just yeah. written
1: here. David appears out of nowhere. Where he would have seen him, but anyway. Um. Yeah. So he asks where she's going, and Maddie says they're going to lunch.
0: That the guy from last night. Mm-hmm. Big appetite. What is that supposed to mean? Come on, Maddie. A man, a woman. A nooner.
2: A what? Or in this case, a niner. A niner. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Big <appetite>. I absolutely
1: <laughs> love the way he says that. It's the best. I do, yes.
2: And this bowling alley, I've actually looked it up because I wanted to see if I could go there and see it, but it's something else now. I think oh, it's a, really? Yeah, shopping mall or something like that. It's not, not a bowling alley anymore. Okay. Not exactly sure where they were. Kind of tried to look at the location. Yeah, I'm a little bit outside of Los Angeles, I think. But anyway, yeah, so he takes her to a bowling alley randomly. Yeah, why did they go to the bowling alley? Did Kyle have to go there? Or he well, he
1: probably thought there was less people at a bowling alley that time of day. Okay. Right? He wouldn't take her to a packed restaurant where they'd be seen by more people. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I guess that. So. No, they, they sit
1: down and he wants his number back and he appreciates what she did. It's really sweet because he says, if, if only you hadn't had been so pleasant about everything. <laughs> I know. And yes, she is. Agnes is smitten by him. You know, I thought I'd never see you again. I love to dance. I don't even know your name. And he says, it's Kyle. Uh, I must have called it 600 times. So, so Agnes is cool. paged over the PA and, oh, somebody's paging my sister.
0: Telephone call for Agnes DePesto at the front
2: desk. Telephone about for that? Agnes DePesto. Somebody's paging my sister. <laughs> that's right. She's supposed to be Elaine.
1: <laughs> and goes to the phone and there's nobody there and it's obviously to get her away from the table yeah i was just confused about
2: how did <laughs> the person who paged agnes know that her name was really agnes
1: um i think you'd have to ask deborah or carl about that one <laughs> <laughs> um or glenn yeah. thank you for listening to north by north de Pesto part one stay tuned next week for part two Well, until next time, I'm Grace and I'm
2: Shauna. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to Moonlighting the the podcast. Podcast.